So, are you curious? Codex. I'm your ardent enthusiast, Kyle Olson. Some say the secret to real estate is location, location, location. And the secret to good filmmaking is preparation, preparation, preparation. Today, Mandy Fabian takes us through all the planning that has to happen before a shoot, from shot lists and storyboards, finding out which songs you can use and even what brands you're allowed to show. She tells me all she's learned. Plus, we'll talk about working with actors, including how she directed an actor in a very intimate moment. Chapter 13, A Nerd for Entendres. Okay, so we're, we're almost to calling action the first time, but like but the, the thing, the difference between a bad movie and a good movie is preparation. Uh, so we have talked a lot about, about all these things along the way. So what, what, what is left that we haven't talked about that goes into pre-production before we actually get to launching the, the show. There were a couple things that were really crucial to my first time. And so I wanted to share them because, you know, any for anybody out there who's like, I want to make my first feature. How do I do it? You know, um, this was advice that ended up being like my saving grace. <laughs> um, one thing is, I think we talked a little bit about shot listing, so I don't have to go into details or whatever. But but for anybody who doesn't know what what it is it's like you you prep every shot you imagine every shot how you're going to cover every scene you block it in your head um you know where the characters are going to be you know where you're going to get this is going to be a three it's going to turn into a two and then i'm going to get a single this is i'm going to put a camera here b camera there although i really only worked with one camera for most of the time um some people do shot lists like writing them out like you know, a cam master two shot, you know, B cam single close up of such and such. I had close ups, you know, you figure out ways to for when people are moving to have one close up of one character turn into another close up of another. So it's it can be a really dynamic, interesting, cool process where you're shooting the movie in your head and then writing it all down on paper. Now, are you actually like like actual full storyboarding this? Uh, I do stick figures. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd I'm, say I, I have no yeah. artistic ability. So I know yeah, if I was doing, I've seen people do some real storyboards. If it's a very complex kind of action scene, um, if that was the case, I probably would get an actual storyboard artist because I think that that's, that is invaluable. You know, for me, I can put heads in places, little stick, you know, happy face <laughs> with squiggly hair on top heads to sort of get an idea of perspective and and then how I want figures to move through the frame and then because it's it's general enough it gives everybody an idea of what we're doing and and it reminds me what I want then I can rehearse it with the actors and so when I go in I'm not like what should we do with this scene although <laughs> there is a little bit of that which is why you always uh, there's if you haven't seen the set, right? Like, so we were building the some of the sets as we went, and I would go in and see it for the first time, like, you know, half an hour before we were about to shoot. So I'd have to sort of get an idea of how whatever I had, uh, whatever my shot list was, how that's going to work with the blocking for that specific set. And that was the only that's the thing that you have to do when you're there. But in terms of prep, the shot listing and prepping like that, so you at least have some idea, so you're not starting from scratch is the way to do it. And then I talked to, I called a woman I knew who had directed a couple features and she gave me the best advice. She said, don't drink coffee all day because 
you you feel tired and you're going to want a cup of coffee, but it's actually going to make you more tired. Go for like water, green juice or herbal tea, but do not drink coffee all day. And that turned out to be fantastic advice. And I only really it was good also because it got my body off coffee so that when I really, really needed that, like, let's do this, mother. You know, like it was I then a cup of coffee was just the right. Like it was like I had done cocaine. It was crazy. <laughs> now I've never done cocaine, so it's probably nothing like doing cocaine. But it, it, my body had like I, you know, I was ready for like the coffee really made a difference at that point. She said that. And she also said, think about transitions, which is something you definitely do Ooh. for episodes television but I hadn't really considered it for the feature which is like don't forget to you know get yourself b-roll of a night sky yeah, and right. get yourself some shots and... animals in nature and yeah. like get make sure you get yeah exactly establishing shots and all that stuff but not just that it was it was also like so I had a scene that was like a like there's a wine tasting scene uh, or they, they're all arriving at camp and then there's a wine tasting scene and there was nothing really. There was like a scene of her talking to the groom at the picnic table. And then the next bit was like the wine tasting scene at the same picnic table. And so it was important for me to go through and go, oh, well, how am I going to make that transition without just be, you know, without like a Chiron coming up saying, you know, 20 minutes day. later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and I and, I got, and also it gave me an opportunity through with those transition pieces to develop out some some of the characters. Right. There was this there was this one character, this one guy in the movie that I was lucky enough to have an actual actor, a, amazing actor, Drew Roush, come up and do. And he was so good. But I wanted to fat. I wanted his character to be justified. He didn't have a lot to do. He wasn't one of the main friends. But so I used transition pieces to give him an arc of this is the guy. This is the guy who shows up, drinks too much, disappears, <laughs> drinks too much again, disappears, you know. So it was it was really that transitions was and also it helped me like I put out every scene I cut up my script I put out every scene on my kitchen table and then I so I looked at how everything flowed and I picked transitions for places that needed them and then I took those transition cards and I typed them into the script so that when we showed up there was no mysterious oh it's only in the director's head that she wants to get them walking in the field it was scene 64a Nate and Wendy go to the cabin to get their sweater, right? <laughs> yeah. So in, in a uh, in a big budget thing, that's where you would use the stand-ins. Because you're not going to have the person just walking along the thing. You're basically, it's like, backs to camera, walking into the room, and then like, you just <laughs> hire two other people to do that. Because, you know, well, you're not going to put Brad Pitt in the jacket and just have him walk. Like, no, you're going to get, you know, right. Steve. <laughs> put him in the same costume and have him do it. But, you know. When you're doing it, obviously, you're... <laughs> that sounds very exciting. You know, for my next project, my next ultra micro low budget project, I'm going to yeah. hire stand-ins. Because why not? Oh, that sounds fun. Sure. Right. I, I had a friend who was a lighting stand-in. And so, like, he got oh, to, really? you know... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got to... Uh, on a Sandra Bullock movie. So, I mean, not, he he wasn't doubling Sandra Bullock, uh, but he got to, like, you know, basically he was there on set and just, like, sitting around watching. And then they'll be like, uh, they cut and they, they send away and they're like, okay, we yeah. need to adjust the lighting. And he'd just walk in, stand on the mark, and just be like, yep. yes, I happen to physically resemble one of the actors. So, <laughs> this is my job, you know? Yeah. They do that. Still a vital everything. part of the machine. They do that on all the TV shows, too, the big, big TV oh, shows. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
But uh, no, my my wonderful indie actors did not get that. <laughs> uh, really, neither did my DP get the luxury of like, okay, stand there now. Let's light it perfectly. You know, we were we were shooting, uh, you know, ten days up the camp. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, did we shoot ten days up? No, we shot. We shot fifteen. I don't even know. Thirteen days up at the camp. I don't even know. Well, two weeks. We'll say two weeks. Oh, it was two weeks. So actually, it was probably ten actual days of shooting. Okay. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So when it, did did you keep to all of those transitions, or did you like get better ideas once you were up there? I mean, like obviously, the important thing is you had the list. Like you went yes. in there, like these are the things I have because at the very least. You got to do what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. But do you remember anything that you finally like, oh, you know, it would actually be better if we had this or these crossed over or like these two actors would should show up or. Uh, did, or did you stick to what your plan was? You know, I really I really got I more. It was more that I gave up transitions that I realized I didn't actually need. OK. You know, like I would say, uh, like they'd be like, what about this thing? And I'd be like, no, nah, it's OK. We don't need it. And I would know. It, Based did on you find something that else in editing or did you find that in shooting? No, in shooting based on because because that's the other thing. So you've got your you've got the script that you wrote. You've got to keep track of that story. And then you've got that pretty much shot listed, although I found that it was um, I had to wait and shot list some of the stuff after I got up to the camp just because uh, it's takes it takes so it's so much preparation. And also it was helpful to me to have a fresh take on something, right? To be, to know that I would go, um, you know, this is the sad thing. I had, I did a movie about like friends hanging out and it was this beautiful location and everybody was like eating dinner together and they'd have movie nights together. And I loved all the actors so much. I wanted to be friends with them, but nope. Every, you know, I would, I would do my work, I would eat, and then I would go back and I would prep for the next day. I would look over, what are we shooting? What did I shot list? You know, if there was anything that I knew based on what I had learned either needed to be additionally shot or could be overlooked or the location is different than what I had imagined for my original shot list, like, or simpler ways to shoot it because now we have less or more time, stuff like that. Like you you sort of it was important to get myself in the headspace of the next day. And that is what my friend Tara Mealy, who she's the, the director that I called and said, you know, and she was like, here's what you got to do. You got to drink plenty of water. <laughs> you gotta, don't, don't, don't drink coffee all day. Do your transitions. Prep the next day. You know, she was really, you know, she was like, work out. I know you're going to be exhausted, but keep exercising. Like, make, get your, get your body. Your body's a machine. Like, feed, feed it right. And, yeah, and, and don't you, stop. Yeah. Because like yeah. like you gotta keep because you 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 stop and then suddenly right like oh what's rest time and then and shut yeah. everything down like no 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 we gotta do this again tomorrow gotta keep yeah. going gotta keep moving gotta keep going I was gonna say in order to the other thing I think you know like in order to be able to sleep because you're so wired after a day of directing um, I listened to uh, audiobooks oh because I couldn't if I if I just tried to sleep even with music or white noise or something I couldn't turn my brain off. I couldn't turn my brain off, but if I, if I forced my brain to listen to someone trying to tell me a story out like a light, isn't that wow. funny? Yeah. Was, were you, was it fiction or nonfiction? Like, were you, did non-fiction. you really need someone to tell you nonfiction? Okay. So like it was yeah. people telling real stories. It wasn't like, yeah, it was, um, it was actually like, um, 
Michael Singer is this guy who he's written two books. Well, I think he's actually probably written more, but one is called The Untethered Soul and the other one is called The Surrender Experiment. And he's so it's kind of like a spiritual book, you know, all about like letting go and and following you know, The Surrender Experiment is actually a really interesting book. If you, It's just an interesting story because it tells about him, you know, kind of dedicating his life to like meditation and then and how he, he started just going, I, whatever shows up, I'm going to consider that the the ble- a blessing and then I'm just going to follow that. And he tells a story about like he buys land and people decide to build a house on his land and he doesn't say no because he's like, I guess this is meant to be. And people ask him to do something and he doesn't have the money for it. He's like, I guess I'll just do it. And then the money shows up and it's like, it's a really cool story about stuff like that. And I, it's now that I think about it, I was listening to that. Um, I was listening to that book, but also that was kind of how I wanted to do the movie like I I was determined to have a good time because I was like, I don't know when else I'm going to get to do this. Hopefully, yes, I will if it's a success. But who knows? Right. It, this may be the last and only time I ever get to do this. And I am going to enjoy every second. I'm going to milk joy out of every second. I'm going to love every second. <laughs> and so if there ever was an obstacle, you had to see it as this has to be a gift. Right. And that's Part of the fun thing about filmmaking is, you know, I learned that on my second short is, you know, an actress was late. Oh, no. You know, it was blew our whole schedule. But because we had to shoot in the afternoon instead of the morning, we got this great afternoon wind and it was a little bit overcast and it added all this drama to the scene, you know, and we had to shoot it quicker, which gave us this great handheld thing. It turned out to be the perfect thing for the scene. And it was all because there was a big accident earlier that day. Huh. So I always being able to roll with it. I think that's the mark of a great director. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. A little bit a calm director. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Well, you only control so much, you know, it's like and how you respond to it, whatever it is, whether a late actor, uh, budget cuts, whatever it is, you know, a sudden storm locusts you know the, these things that, that happen when you especially around oh. your location oh if i had uh, a nickel gotta... for every locust story you know <laughs> did, did you have any bug issues i mean like you know up in the you're up in the no. woods no california no? is so great you know it's just not buggy it's not super okay. buggy we had a bear nice. oh okay mm-hmm. came uh came investigating to see what you guys were shooting it, it investigated some trash okay and it made people a little nervous but overall no it was good Okay. Did, you, did you get any B, did you get any b-roll of the bear Mm-mm. i mean that was that would add some real production value no he or she was a <laughs> night critter <laughs> okay so yeah yeah no we didn't uh that's but i i wish i would have i would have saved that footage for my next film and made it a horror uh, oh yeah say <laughs> you wouldn't even had to pay the handler you know like it's yeah <laughs> an, um, an right. unrepresented bear you know yeah that's good uh, okay so thinking. yeah so uh we're at, so at night were you uh were you looking at dailies or are you all just like like looking for the next day um, i mean like you start when you finish the the thing then you're already like shift your brain into all right i did all that what's next or would yeah. you actually look back at what you what you had so far i did not look back at anything there there now what they would pull stills so oh, we did okay, get to nice. see we did get to see stills from which I is a brilliant idea because of course now i need all of those stills or i need a a selection of them and i don't have to go into the movie right for promotion 
Yeah. So Blake Snodder was our DIT and he went through and he pulled all these stills. And then. Um, and that's from the footage, right? Like, uh-huh. well, you, he wasn't like photographing on set. No, that's. Okay. Yeah, that's the onset. We did have an onset photographer who was doing oh, behind did. the scenes pictures. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And, and footage too, or just pictures? The, we also had a lady, she was only there for a couple of days, I think, but that's like for our electronic press kit. She came up and she interviewed everybody on camera, and I'm sure they shot some video of when we were shooting a scene or something. Yeah. Right, so so you, you, you got, got your EPK. Nice. Yep. That's nice. Yeah. Did, you have it, to sort of do all that. for a featurette, maybe? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. It's you mean like a little behind the scenes, like, ooh, sure. yeah, that's yeah. the idea, actually. That'd um, be super fun. Yeah, it's part of the, when you're when you're making a movie that you're now going to actually make into a piece of art that you're actually maybe going to try to sell or have any life in a marketplace at all, no matter what happens, all the, like, okay, best case scenario, right, uh, Fox Searchlight is like, oh my God, where have you been all our life? And then they <laughs> buy my movie and then they do all of the posters and the trailers and they promote it. And, you know, it's like a immediately epic. change the name. Yeah, because that's exactly. what studios like to do. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, it's like it, it would be great if that happened. But usually what you have to do and it really helps develop everything about your movie is you have to come up with the idea for, well, what does the poster look like? How who is my audience for this movie? Right. Like for my film, it was a behind the scenes, not behind the scenes. Um, it was a uh, wedding in the woods, uh, college friends. And uh, I'm a first time indie filmmaker. Right. And and we're most of us were women. So. There, that gives us five niche audiences right there, right? Uh, women in general, because, you know, like these women like these movies. Um, generally, you know, not to stereotype, sure. but generally. No, no, I say that it's a uh, like different. Yeah, stuff. like it's, and, a, it's yeah, a wrong. There's, there, there's a reason that, yeah. that you can target a specific audience, you know? Yeah. You put somebody in with superpowers in a cape, I'm probably going to see that movie. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just as much of a, a victim or a, a, a fanboy as anybody else. Female filmmakers or supporters of female filmmakers would be would be part of the audience, right? Anybody who's into camping and outdoors because it's a super beautiful, fun, you know, anybody who's into weddings, wedding stories, you know, any brides engagement and all that. Um, a college alumni, best friend, college friend groups, you know, and uh, uh, and then indie filmmakers because so much of our story is how we managed to do this with so, you know, few resources, not few resources, but like we did it low budget. We pulled a lot of favors. We had a lot of grit and uh, guts that that went into making this movie. And I think it's it would be inspiring for. Well, that's why we're doing this podcast. Right. 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 Uh, are, are you thinking about that? Like while you're shooting? Or is this the, like no. afterwards you're you're like sort of when you now shifted to, OK, I have the thing. How do I present the thing to get an audience? I am so happy you asked me that question. Because... <laughs> I know we're sort of jumping ahead, but like the, like as we're talking about it, like I've never thought about this before. Yeah, so like, this, is, this is super exciting to me. So many people do not think about this. And I'm so grateful that I am on you know, Sundance collab and all of the female filmmaker websites and all the people who are trying to help indie filmmakers like me, they've told me time and time again, I went to all the how to market your indie film. Because if, if you're in it alone, you got to figure out a way 
You have to figure out tools, marketing tools. You have to do all of that. So you absolutely cannot wait until the movie's over. You have to think about all that stuff before you even shoot. Wow. (laughs) And and sometimes also if you're going to do it for fundraising, right? Like if you are going to be asking people to give money to your movie, it's really helpful if you have an idea of if you have a poster, that's great. Um, I did not because I wanted to feature the cast and I'm we we're going to figure out the design of the poster now that we really know what the movie we have. But but like we had a, a, a log line, you know, the one sentence thing of what the movie is, a tagline, a title and a tagline. We went, you know, we really worked hard on that. And and yeah. we you know, had I, having had having had to do that like that is way more difficult than people think, because like mm. you even have the thing you mean, you. You came up with this idea, you wrote it, you shot it and stuff too, but then take everything you've done in the, in the 90 plus minutes that this movie is and give me one sentence to oh, sell yeah. it to someone. Oh my gosh. And I, I, yeah, I've been there. So I've been, I've been having to like, you go down to each word. Is that oh. word important? Is there a better word than that word? Like, do, do I need, how long can I make this sentence without it being ridiculous that it's one, that oh. it's a really long sentence? Yeah. It's, and it the is fact a, is. Eight times out of ten, and I'm only going to give it eight because I still really think that not every movie fits into every formula. But it's true. If you don't have a if you can't tell the story of the movie like that, you probably need to work on your story. (laughs) Uh, The elevator (laughs) pitch. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, there's a protagonist. They want something. And by the end of the movie, they either have it or they don't. And they have conflict in between. And you need to be able to put that in a a sentence so so but we we thought of all that stuff also because we were thinking of partners right like i wanted to see if we could partner with rei or north face if we could get camping gear you know donated now we ended up uh, doing the movie shooting everybody was in cabins so we didn't actually feature tents and camping gear as much in our movie um but you know we were those were ideas for relationships because it's still a movie that happens about a wedding outside and they're in the middle of nowhere and that will be a future i've seen uh, north face has and REI have partnered up with films before and it's this great like cross promotion idea that you have and i don't want to you know if you can establish that relationship ahead of time that's great and and also as we went as i'm an indie filmmaker you know thinking about making a movie and promoting a movie I hear a filmmaker on a podcast talking about their film and I go, oh, and I go to my PR page and I write down that podcast so that when we go to promote, I'm not going to be on the Internet all day looking for every as over the year and a half that we've been going through this process. Every idea and spark has gone onto this page. So now you go, we're going to this is how we're going to launch. This is how we're going to promote this. You know, you learn from other people and then you you collect that information and get your campaign and marketing strategy ready to go. So when it's time, it's time. Okay, so then uh, so so you you have you're you're thinking about all this stuff as you're getting ready. So like you you you're you're already thinking about how you're going to sell the movie too. So because you also need to get that. Are you thinking about the trailer as you're shooting? No, no. Okay. Uh, you're thinking about the trailer when you're writing because you know you need to have trailer oh, okay. scenes, right? But also, like, but the point is, um, it would have been too late for me to get behind the scenes of my movie electronic press kit after I'm done shooting the movie, right? I needed to prepare. I need. I needed the. I needed someone shooting photos, still photos, and I needed someone to come up and do a press kit, right? Like, so my producers were great in 
helping to facilitate all that stuff and thinking strategy for that stuff. Because you really need somebody dedicated to that because everybody else obviously has their job. You're not going to have your DP yeah. do it. You're not going to have your, you know, like there's. Oh. Yeah, got, you they really. Got work, they, yeah, they got work to do. You need somebody who just like their job yeah. is just like, stay quiet, stay out of the way, find yeah. your moments. And then like, hey, that person's not working. Could you sit down with me and let me ask you a couple of questions? Yeah, we really had to divide and conquer because, right, like the marketing is going to be so important. Having the ideas and the exposure is is everything for the life of a movie. It's so important for an indie film. But also, if you focus too much on that and not enough on making the actual movie, then you won't have a great movie. So when it's, you know, I did I did all of that. I did all that stuff prepping the six months leading up to it, right? When we're musing about casting and location and all that. Then you get into the, oh, my God, we're shooting in a week or we're shooting in two weeks, like hardcore prep. All your decisions have to be made. The contracts have to be signed. The insurance has to be gotten. The script has to be cleared. If it's not cleared, you have to change um you have to what change things me? in the script. Okay, so for example, I had a joke in my movie that was um, the lead character, like she does a teen blog kind of thing. And she jokes she jokes that she's going to do like a teen tween dating site and she's going to call it um, Tinder. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That's a good joke. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I thought it was a great joke. But yeah. apparently there is a website or a thing <laughs> oh, called God, Tinder. Of course there is. It's, it's not what you would think. It's actually, I, I forget what it is, but it exists, right? And there's certain like character names that I used that they're like, oh, that's a real person. Or there was, oh. or I have a Vassar sweatshirt in my movie and I needed to clear it with Vassar that it's like, okay. Wow. Yeah, there's, um, there are things that, if you're going to show brands or if you're going to talk about something, uh, you have to clear it. Now, some of it, for example, the Vassar sweatshirt, I did get it cleared because um, my character is <laughs> she does some pretty outrageous things. And 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 it's a it's a story point. So I kind of wanted to just check in with Vassar and make sure they would be cool with it. Um, but but there's it would have been fair use if like if. You know, it there there is sometimes you can have like a, a co- sometimes you can have a Coca Cola can sitting there and it's fair use. But honestly, you should never take that risk. Everything, every drink that we had, every glass of wine, bottle of wine, beer, they were all donors from small mom and pop companies that wanted their products placed in the movie. Uh, so any any sort of brand or anything that anybody sees is something that has been cleared in my movie. Huh. So who is it that's going through the script and looking at that stuff? Is that the producer's job? I mean, I know if you, your your job is everything. I know, but like, who is it that's going like mm, you might have a problem with this? It it was it's my job to try to take out anything that's too specific. Um, in the first place, right? Okay. <laughs> like I had to take out that the brother arrives listening to Pour Some Sugar on Me by Death Leopard because obviously yeah. we can't get that song, right? right. So right. I had to do things prob- like that. Yeah. Getting that song is probably more than the budget of your movie. Right. As we move toward toward production, I needed to be as exact of a roadmap as possible for the production crew to know what the vision's going to be. And it needs to not be what my writer had wanted, but what my director head knows we can get, right? Um, I had to plan for things like, oh, you know, there's a moment where she sees a picture of these of these two actors on a website, right? Well, before we ever get to, I mean, 
I have to plan what that picture is going to look like. I have to make sure we have the wardrobe for that picture. And I have to tell my first AD, there needs to be a time in the schedule where you can take these three actors. Here's how I want this picture to look. Oh, right. I need you to get this photo for me of them at a baseball game, quote unquote, you know, like not real, so that we can then go back and put it on the website that you see in the first scene of the movie. So you really, every small little piece you have to, you know, plan out and clearance is one of them. You hire a company. There's many of them. And they go through your script and they flag anything that could be potentially risky. And you go, I'm comfortable with that risk, you know, Um, or I'm not comfortable with that risk and I'll change it. So the Tinder joke might have been fine, but I ended up changing it. And I ended up using a joke that has no association with any company at all. So it could be, you know, yeah. <laughs> Did you have to like have like five or six different ones before you're like, nope, somebody has that. Nope, somebody has that. Uh, yeah, I went. Well, actually, <laughs> I, had, I had the actress record the joke with uh, Tinder because I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I, and joke. then I, I had her joke. I had her do it with Tweender. OK. Oh, which, sure. Is, uh, there was not a tweener, but uh, and then we had a um, the joke we actually went with is over the shirt dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good too. <laughs> Which doesn't exist, but I had a real fun time. Like you to... might want to grab it. You might want to grab that because somebody, if not, somebody is gonna gonna get oh, it. Oh my do god, it. you're right. Well, we were so excited. One of the things, like as we were prepping for this movie to go shoot it someday you know this is months before we had a green light we were like okay we are going to sell so much merch for this movie there are certain like lines of dialogue and ideas from like t-shirts and stuff that we were so excited about oh and that should be one of them over the shirt.com yeah on a on a t-shirt yeah you you need a logo yeah. You need a, you need a tagline. I mean, yeah. And, and you need to grab it. And you can even just have it redirect to, you know, your official movie website, which I assume you'll, you'll have as well. Yes, we are building you, that this you have week. To. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So get that. Make sure, like, that's, that's 12 bucks well spent because if not, somebody's going to yes, take it and park it. And we also, before we announced the movie, because they announced the casting of our movie in the trades, right? And we we put up Facebook, Instagram, like we did all of, we have profiles everywhere. They're not super active right now, but we built them because we don't want to be to the end of our movie and find out that our, we, we picked the title based on, you know, things that were available. Like I, my original title for the movie was Intense. Um, oh, and I, yeah. Okay. And I loved it because it was a triple entendre because they were actually going to be intense. Uh-huh. It was an intense, was intense. conversation. Yeah. And there's also intense and purposes, right? What is your intent? Uh, yeah. What is your intent? So I'm a nerd for entendres. And <laughs> I was like, ah, it's the best title ever. But it turns out intensemovie.com or whatever is a horror movie. It's a, And I was like, I never, ever want people to look at my movie and find a horror. I want a fresh, you know. So that was another thing we had to do is we, we so we set up, we bought the domain before we ever shot a thing to make sure that we would be uh, set afterwards. So those yeah, yeah. in the 21st century world, unfortunately, that is something you you need to do. And also all the socials and stuff, too. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to I don't think like I I don't think of socials. Well, I'm not a am not on social media a whole lot. Um, I think of it more as like a placeholder because that's what I do on social media is I check people out. I don't 
I check them out to see, oh, you know, oh, they did that. Like for me, I don't want to see what you had for breakfast. I want to see like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Your top three projects or what you normally work on should be there so I can look at your feed and go, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? I, I use it that way. And for a movie, I think... Like I looked at the Coda Instagram. I'm sorry. Now we're in marketing. We talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) It's insidious, though. Like (laughs) it really is, because that's all stuff that happens. It's a whole other Ellen beast in itself. So, but those are all the little details that you are doing before you're getting up to shooting, right? Who's who's running crew members up and down the hill? Transportation, right? Who's picking up lenses and gear and all that? That all has to be decided. Vehicles and. Yeah, yep. who's moving people? Yeah, I had actors singing songs in the movie, and I had to send them recordings Ooh. of the songs with their parts and say, "Learn this. This, this is you know you're going to need to learn this before the before the movie." And these are all originals. <laughs> uh, yes, except I had them sing um, a cappella. It had okay. to be you, which is in the public domain now. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so nice. I was that's, able that's, to actually that's use That's some a, good internet sleuthing right there. Great. I couldn't believe it. And and when I left yeah. it in the the script for it to be cleared, I was like there's no way. And they were like, "Yep, clears. No nope, no problem." So, I'm very yeah. excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I that was one thing I did also is like this is so funny. You just you just want to be you don't want to need something and then not have it available, right? And I knew that everything we were shooting, there was not going to be any reshoots. So I wanted to give myself options on things and know what my options were. So if I if I was going to make a decision on the fly about something, I could do that. And uh, music was one thing that um, there was just, I nailed down the songs that they were actually going to sing on camera because that was very important. But I also, way, because I knew my editor was going to be editing as we went down back in Los Angeles, um, I started, I, before we ever started shooting, reached out on Facebook and, and said, who are my musician? And I, and my musician friends who I knew, and I was like, send me your stuff, send me links to your stuff. The songs that you, that you totally Ooh, own. That, that's a fun playlist you got to put together. Oh, it was awesome. And it was, yeah, it was great. And I, I got to, I got to know so many new artists that way, which was awesome. And I also just was like, yeah, there, you can find really talented people who, you know, they, 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 their music is available and you can actually support a brand new artist that is excellent. Not that, that, so that, that was very, that was great to be able to say, this is the vibe. These are the people that I like for this thing, you know? Yeah, then you can go and you can put up your official Spotify playlist from the movie and oh, have yeah. all of them in there. Yes, I'm dying to promote all of them. I'm so <laughs> grateful to them for loaning their music to me. It's like amazing. Now, you did, did you actually play the music on set? Or is no. that like a, just another, like that's another sound thing. Like you have to have good sound, so you don't want it to I got it with the dialogue. I got ahead of myself because that's a post thing. Okay. That's a post I was just curious. because yeah. You have people seeing acapella, so obviously they're doing that for real. But I was just curious if they actually were really listening to the music that you had had or if they just had heard it and they were just acting as if they were listening to the song and just playing it back in their head. Oh, mm-hmm. I had a yeah. fantasy that there's a dancing scene in there and I had a fantasy that we would it would all just be live and they would really be listening to it, you know. And no, 
no, that's not what happened. It, they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, I did play something, so they were all sort of dancing on the same beat. And yeah, and then you and you then stop it when the cameras start rolling. No, yeah. it, it no, pla- no it, it played underneath, but uh, because they're all mic'd, that you know, and it, the music was low. It like, and I think maybe we did, maybe we gave them a taste of it, and then I don't know. But they they stayed on beat. It was incredible. They were they were really good. Um, yeah. And the one thing I did do live is there's a wedding and we had characters singing at a wedding and I had, they actually sang that live. I had a friend, I had to change the key at the last minute. I had a buddy in LA who could play guitar like a master, Jeff Weaver. And I sent him, um, the song and I was like with the instrumental and I was like, can you, can you transpose this down? Like, could you play this for me, you know, down a half a key or whatever it was. And he did, he sent me the recording. We played the recording over a loudspeaker and, uh, Rory O'Malley who plays the Peter in the movie, he sang it live. Oh, was he air guitaring? Like he was, he was pretending to. We had, uh, Shalim, uh, Shelly Mortis, who plays a character in the movie, he was pretending to play guitar. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So we just faked it. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just keep him off the side, soft focus, so you don't have to worry about people checking his, the, yeah. making sure that his fingers are in the right positions. Yeah, people definitely should not check that. <laughs> <laughs> We're already getting behind the scenes information, right? But I love they were also game you know you're like hey could you learn three-part harmony and they're like sure it was amazing <laughs> go, okay thank you these, these are the kind of people you want on your set yeah like yeah. Yeah, yeah sure why not let's do that too yeah okay so so um so okay so day one yeah so here we are so yeah. um so what is uh, without revealing too much of the of the plot stuff what is what is your first shot first day I'm trying to remember the very first shot the first day. It might have been, um, oh, I know what it was. Yep. It was Wendy and Nate, they're a married couple. They're packing. And yeah. he he comes out and asks her if uh, she wants to bring baby wipes. And she looks at him confused. And then he's like, in case we, you know, get any tent business going. Like, he's... <laughs> He's offering the most unsexy thing in the world, which is like, should we bring something to clean off after this imaginary sex that we might have? Like, it's it's just. It, Ooh, so romantic. And in just a, in, a, in a second, you know, this couple, you know, their deal. Like, it's. Yeah. So anyway, that was the first scene on the first day. And then the second day, I think the first the first scene was. um Oh God, my uh, the lead uh, Abby Miller. Um, it was a masturbation scene. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and so um, that was. Cr- I mean, luckily, I I uh, I had been to a lot of talks and things. Uh, I'd talked to other directors who had to do sex scenes or anything sexual in nature, and I'd been on TV sets where they'd done that. And I knew a couple of intimacy coordinators, which is kind of a new position that has come right. To- to to be on sets and so i i really did get a sense of how we needed to handle it to okay, make good to make abby as comfortable homework. yeah yeah so i was ready to be fully professional and very protective and very and i was and then she was so comfortable that like you know inevitably 
I mean, she just was, it was fine. I didn't even have to be that careful. And she wasn't naked or anything. It was like, you know, but still it was like, wow, she really had to, <laughs> she, she had to, she had to go there, you know? It was, <laughs> okay. It was, yeah. and, you, and so <laughs> what is directing a scene like that like? Like what, what um, do you have to what notes do you have to give to an actress? Oh my God, it's crazy. I mean, I don't want to be gross. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just curious, no. like, as a as you're trying to do it, like, what? I'm like, okay, I need you to be more, I mean, is it is it really just physically, like, I just need you to turn your shoulders so that, you know, like, yes. is, is it really, like, mechanical in terms of that? Or is there actually, it, like, this is how I want your face to look? It can be mechanical. It's, you know, there there were times when the script supervisor was like, um, so when she orgasmed the last time, she had her hand up hanging on to the bed. So she needs to put her right hand, you know, so there were there was stuff sure. like that. Continuity. She was pretty. Yes. Yes. She was really pretty good at continuity overall. Like so that there wasn't. And, and I knew that I was it, that this was meant to be fun and playful and like and also part of the gag. I'm just giving it all away. But, you know, hopefully it'll make people want to see it. Part of the gag is you think she's with someone. So oh, we okay. shot it from many different angles where there's like a, a couch blocking her lower region. And then there's, you know, and then she has her legs up. So you can't you think there's a person there. And, and she's and she's talking. Yeah, she's and, talking. She's talking yeah, a lot. Right. And yeah. so that was really the direction is I would have to like. I would come up with an idea of something else she could say that I thought was funny. And so <laughs> I'd be like, at her. yeah, I knew she had to say the person's name because that was important to the script. And then I knew that I wanted certain jokes that would make you think that there's somebody there. Um, and then beyond that, it was honestly like, OK, we're going to do a pan shot and you have to masturbate the whole time. OK, now we're going to get it from this <laughs> angle and you have to masturbate the whole time. Now we're going to come in and we're going to get it like here and you have to masturbate the whole time. And then we're going to get a close up twice of the moving camera of pieces of you masturbating the whole time. So it was really crazy because, you know, she just had to do it over and over and over again. God bless her. She did it. That's and amazing. this is where the shot list was important because you, <laughs> <laughs> you had the here's, the here's the 10 things I'm going to do. And then we're, yeah. then we're done. But, you know, you're it's so funny because you're you're there and you're not you know, you're you know, like, you know, it's for a comedy, right? Like this was not some sort of intimate. It was we were being we were setting up something funny and intimate in that way. Um, and you know, she's an actress. So you're, everyone felt very like, look, this is, we, we all know what we're doing here, but I'm getting lost in the movie, right? Every time I'm watching these shots, I'm cutting it together in my head and I won't stop shooting until I know that I've cut something together in my head and I know I have something. And that has been very, that's very helpful because usually nine times out of 10, I'll get to the edit suite and they'll be like, you don't have, it won't, you know, you don't have what you need. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'll be able to go back and go, what about that? Why don't you put that there? You know? Nice. And you can, and you actually can sort of mentally keep that list in your head. I don't keep it like a photographic anything. It's more that while I'm shooting something, I, I, I'm getting coverage because who knows? Because you, you also need magic for the editor to go, look what I did. And you go, wow, I never would have done that, right? I'm not the director that just shoots the shots that I know I'm going to use 
like that necessarily. I have done that and it's extremely efficient and satisfying, but it it's fun with especially with a comedy. Who knows what's going to be funny, right? Like I, I like options so that, you know, you can try it three different ways and one of them is bound to work, right? So that so I get a lot of coverage, um, but then, yes, there, uh, the, but there are people like I said that just shoot limited things, like only what they plan to use in the edit later. Oh, right, they sort then, of have pre-edited the movie, and they're yes. just filling in their their, so, their list. Yeah, and when I'm watching an actor do three takes of something, I like you know I. I know that I got that piece that I needed. Like I, I wanted her to deliver the line that way, or I wanted that moment of her reacting that way, or I, I liked the way that she got frustrated and threw the pillow off the couch there. So the, when I see that and I know I have that and in my head of, since I've been watching everything, I know that that'll cut to that master that I also liked. I, at least I know there's something and then I can move on. And I don't then go back and know which take it is or anything like that. Sometimes I'll say to the script supervisor, like I said, I like the end of that one, right? But you, you're cutting it in your head as you're going. You're getting a feel for it. And then you throw it away and you never think of it again until you hit the edit. At least that's how I do it. Obviously, you you shot a ton of stuff by this point before, before you ever got to to this point where shooting your yeah. first feature. You did all these independent yes. shorts like from... from just you from micro things all the way up to you sort of mid but and yes. now this is a movie like this is an actual capital yeah. m movie yeah did it at the end of the first day did it feel different or were you just like oh yeah this is this is where i live like i'm just shooting another thing um it in, in terms of either either pressure or excitement like did you did it feel different to you or is it just like back on set shooting just doing my job um a little bit of both, but I because I'm so grateful that I always shot things. I never wasn't shooting something. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's not true. Like, I'm not like out every weekend shooting a short <laughs> film, but I would generally do something once, if not twice, a year, right? And I was constantly like, "There's the next thing. There's the next thing." I was always kind of working on something. So being on set and being the director was a familiar spot for me, but. So that being said, that was great because I it was it allowed me to go. This is I've done. I know how to do this. This is not something I don't know how to do. And I was thrilled. I mean, like every like I had soda bubbles in my blood because it was a dream come true. It was literally like my dream come true that I was. Oh, my God, we were going to get to do this for 17 days. And also, oh, God, we have to do this for 17 days, <laughs> you know, but it was so great. It was like I, I can't I saw this vision. I had imagined this happening and I was actually going to get to do it. And I really loved the story. So I was really excited that I was going to get to tell the story, too. Wow. So you never had any imposter syndrome of like, they're going to find me out. They're going to shut me down. They're going to take me out of here when they find out I'm a fraud. I was, uh, no, no. There was one moment where, uh, there was one moment where I was having a little trouble communicating with my DP. Um, and that really made me go, oh, I'm, I'm messing this up. This is something is wrong. I'm really messing this up. I don't know why this is happening because we had a, such a great relationship. And it, we just it was a nut. We just couldn't crack. We were not communicating. 
And we we eventually did, which was fantastic. But um, that was the only moment that I was like, oh, oh God, I'm in over my head. I'm an, I'm a novice. I'm an amateur. I shouldn't be doing this. But other than that, no, it was like the the I again, like I said, I had I had seen this happening and I got to do it. I will say this. I had a table read, which apparently, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It I would have had rehearsals if I could, but it was COVID. Um, but I had a table read of the of the script just so we could all get excited about what we were doing. In person? And, this was in person table read? Yeah, it was in person. Oh wow. Okay. I say and, during that time, that must have been well, again, a lot of logistics, we, a lot of high tension, a lot of masks. We there were masks, but we did it outside and we were all vaccinated. Okay. And at nice. that time, oh, in Los good. Angeles, actually we're past that point. All right. Yeah. Good. We had all recently gotten our second shots and and we were outside. And at that time in L.A., you know, it's like less than 20 people and it's outside and we're all vaccinated. We were allowed to be maskless, you know, um, and uh and we were also being tested like every other day, but, you know, it, but anyway. And um, spoiler alert for the end of the production, no COVID. Yeah, no COVID. So just, just if anyone else is worried, no COVID for anyone yes. in the cast from yeah. the production. So yeah, no, nobody, nobody popped. It was all good. Um, but it was great because, you know, I cast these people imagining that they can do it, imagining that I have something special, but I don't really know. And for me, it all depends on the actors. For me, as in terms of what I like in content and what I like to direct and my movies, it just depends so much on the actors that if they don't have that spark in chemistry and it's not amazing and they can't deliver the jokes, I'm sunk. And and the rest of this is just going to be triage. But we had a table read and they all brought it. And any part where it also really helped me to know what their strengths were. And what I would want to bring out, like what I would want to have my eye on, you know, uh, in terms of shooting. Like I got a sense of like, oh, this is what I'm working with. This is great to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine going in with like list of anxieties and then like she's in front of go, okay, one less thing to worry about. Click. One less yeah. thing to worry about. Like that dude has it unlocked. That actress knows exactly what she's doing. Don't need to worry about her. Oh, my God. I wish I was that way in my life. Like, uh, yeah. you know, because when I'm directing, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, I don't want the actors to ever show up and not be off book. So I would be like, OK, I would handle it. I'd be like, so and so you're going to go tell them, blah, blah, blah. you know, we're going to set up this time. I want them practicing their lines. Go tell the actors they need to be off book or, you know, like there were if anything popped up for me like a. Is that going to be an issue? Okay, I need to make sure that I sit them down. I want to rehearse that scene before we go shoot it. So we would, I'd go to them and be like, at lunchtime, come meet with me. Let's talk it through. So that we had done that before we actually got to set. So we weren't wasting the cruise time having that conversation. That was a great time saver. Yeah, it's making sure that everybody is um, not only prepared, but also like on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were. We we actually um, before we shot. I was it before we shot. I think it might have been the before or one after the first night of shooting. Once we got up to camp, because um, we took a day off between being in town, and then we all drove up to camp. Took a day off so everybody could adjust to the altitude, and then we were going to start the next day. And I oh, think, yeah, of course, everybody. I, I, had, I get. I'm I'm sensitive to altitude, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and everyone had just met, and we all uh, got together and watched the Big Chill. Oh, nice. And for me, well, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good tone meeting. 
Yeah. I mean, we talked about that way back at the, mm-hmm. at the beginning too, but yeah. to get everybody like, this is the vibe I'm yeah. looking for. We're all going to get ready to shoot the next day. It's We're all there. It's happening. And they all have been settled into their cabins. You know, it's like this. Is, and we were snuggled up laughing, watching the big chill and talking about how we wanted this movie to feel that way. We wanted, yeah. we wanted people cozy, to leave. That, yeah. Yeah. We wanted people to yeah. want to hang out with these people and right. feel like one of our college friends. So, uh, so you have your shot list in terms of mechanically, you know, yes. single, two shot, close up. I, I've heard of actors um, like ranking emotionally where they're at by numbers. And like I think, did you have any type of shorthand for yourself of like, what the tone of each scene was. I mean, obviously you wrote, rewrote it and you, you rewrote it and you've had it's, it's comes from you in the side, but you're also working and doing a, a thousand things. Yeah. Did you have anything like notes to yourself about like where emotionally the vibe is supposed to be at for when you would switch scenes well, or you just rely on your internal compass? I, uh, yes, I relied on my internal compass. I didn't, I didn't ever write anything like that down, but again, I did always prep the night before, right? I would be really clear on where we are in the story. And I had really good actors who asked those questions. So we would have those conversations about like, how upset is she? How, uh, you know, is, is this, is she being passive aggressive or does she really not understand what she's saying? And we would talk about their motivations and things like that. And they were very good at tracking where they are in the story. And, and I was, I was very aware of that as well. And the way that I communicated with everybody, make from makeup to actors, to lighting, everybody. And the thing that we could all get on board with was. I knew how I wanted an audience to feel at the end of a scene. And that informed a lot, right? Like, I want them to feel sorry for you so you can't be doing this thing. Or, like, I want them to um, worry that you're not going to stay together. I want, you know, I, I want the audience to to worry, you know, whatever it is they're thinking. Like, I want them to feel relieved by this. And, and so because of that, you know, that would shape everything, right? That would... That that was a real way to to track whether or not a scene was successful as we were doing it, and to know to kind of know going in what we were doing. This is the emotion that we're trying to be the architect of for this scene. Did you have an average of like how many takes you would do on the, on an individual scene, like that, like you know, for one setup? Like, did you do you sort of like go you know three oh, yeah. three four five, and you'd sort of like oh I think we got it. It depending on how important of a piece it was. Okay. Like there are some things that are just bits, right? Bits that I love and fun dialogue banter that establishes relationship and character, but the movie's not going to die if we have to cut it, you know? So I probably spent less time on that. If it's a very emotional, pivotal scene, uh, then there are probably more takes on close-ups and things like that. But not if, you know, some actors give their best Best performance, first or second take, and then they just get tired. Um, so if I, I usually would get, I, I, I would, I would, if I, there was something I still needed that I wasn't getting, um, I wouldn't do an entire take top to bottom. I'd be like, let's just go pick this up. Oh, okay. Nice. You know, which is something you can do, especially for comedy, right? If you want them to improvise a last line or just do a line a couple different ways. That's what's so great is it's not insulting and you're not stepping on an actor's toes. You're like, hey, 
you know, and I talked with them all about this, actually. And after we would have a day, I would say, hey, I did this with you. I gave you this note. Was that helpful for you? Mm. And they would say yes or no, or this might have been helpful. Like I would I would say, how am I doing? Like, how is this working for you? Are you getting because I'm and they go, oh, are you getting what you need? And I'd be like, yeah, I just this is I said something and I wanted to know how that how you interpreted that and if it worked. And, and so this, I, this would this conversation would happen after shooting was done, like yeah, sort or, of in the, yeah. the post hangout sort of at lunch or you know we the thing about okay. shooting in, you the, know, in, the, in the quiet moments in the between yeah. there's so much setup okay. and now we have to move <laughs> the cameras and now we have to get the lighting just right before we can shoot so I had plenty of time to check in. Oh yeah, I was gonna, I was going to ask that actually. Like, what is it you're doing while they're doing all of that stuff? I'm probably looking at my shot list. Um. And answering questions, right? Do you want oh, yeah, this flag here? Do you want, yeah. it, you know, can you want to take a look at this? We're How's sure. your hair? Is like, yeah. Yeah. Do I have to remove five of those wine bottles? It's too busy. Or can we move the cheese? That's important to the scene. We got to put that there. You know, I, so I'm looking at what is going on and adjusting. And, and uh, I don't know, you know, drinking a ton of water and... and you know and just trying to like stay in the scene like just sort of really i i'm shooting it in my head before we start shooting did you i I know you had at this point you had you had fully transitioned from actor to director but was there ever a moment where you're shooting it like man i wish i had material like this that i could have done I mean, um, was there like a scene you're like, man, I was, I, you know, I was, you know, <laughs> 20 oh, yeah. years ago or whatever, like, you know, like oh. I would have loved to have been in a scene like this. Did you ever have like that? Just that uh. slight bit of like a little bit of envy of like, oh man, I wish I was. Oh my God. All 10 of them. I, but I, but I understood like <laughs> I wrote these characters, like I love exactly. these yeah, characters. Yeah. I would have it's loved It's all to- you. I know you're looking at like, that's all you up there, but did you ever like have that thing of like. Oh, I really would have liked to have been like in that scene. Yeah, that's interesting. No, no. Okay. All right. No, because I they became those characters so much, and and again, I'm I I I don't know how I can do five million things as a director, but switching from director to actor mode, I don't I don't even think I could do it. Like it's such a different it's a different muscle, I guess. But you know, I I'm trying to think if there's a there's maybe one scene where Jess comes back and interrupts the wedding and that is a scene she did it perfectly <laughs> but i would have loved to do it because i love that scene so much and I, and i'm actually because i'm an actor it can be <laughs> sometimes i have a tendency to like show instead of tell um mm-hmm. and not with not with line readings but with actual physical movement like if i you know if i was said you know go grab some coffee and then i want you to come around and sit here and then i want you to get up and go over here to the cheese right whatever um you know and they're like wait i do what it was just easier for me to be like watch me yeah, like you know this. yeah 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 or, or give them ideas for business or whatever sometimes but mostly they they really had that stuff like that's where you go oh wow they're real actors <laughs> <laughs> they come in they have something going on they're reacting they're alive they're in the scene they're not standing still waiting for their line and then you know like they're just they really fill it up they've got opinions on everything relationships going on and all while also being professional hitting their marks and saying their lines like it's pretty incredible to watch 
And that's where we're going to stop the conversation for today. If you'd like to hear more of Mandy's voice, she's got her very own podcast. It's called The Mand Cave, hosting collaboration with her friend Mandy Kaplan. You'll find it wherever the finest podcasts are found. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the next chapter in the Curiosity Codex, but there are still many pages left to decipher. We're part of the True Story FM family of podcasts. Find out more about us at truestory.fm. Our theme music is Intrusion by Severed Personality, a.k.a. Kevin McLeod. The voice of the Codex is Vicki Hall. Find her on the web at vickihall.squarespace.com. And my name is Kyle Olson. The Codex is closed for now.